Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. G'day. This is Better Than Yesterday, the very quick Wednesday edition called Better Make It Quick. Hey, see what we did there? Yeah. So this is a podcast that's here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday. Something that you hear on this show will make your day better than yesterday. We've been doing it since 2013. There's three episodes a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And on Wednesdays, Bree, who's one of our producers, she goes back in time and she finds a, a episode that resonates with her. And she goes, you know what? Blame a few of these bits. Maybe they'll go scroll back and listen to the whole chat. So yeah, this is here for you to listen to the whole chat later on, because this is a really good one today. Today, we're going to speak with uh, LGBTQIA plus activist, feminist, author, Sally Rugg. She's magnificent. We chatted over Twitter over the years, but in 2018 is when we first met. And at the time, she was uh, the executive director of change.org. Sally Rugg is a very, very clever person. She's incredibly purpose-driven. And I was curious to know when when did her activism begin? I think like quite a formative experience in my primary school was uh, the state government in WA wanted to build this giant road. Um, I remember it being called the bypass, but it probably had a, a you not, know, not the, let's just be honest, like not the kindest state government of <laughs> our state governments. I grew up in Queensland, so I'm pretty uh-huh. familiar with yes. totalitarian <laughs> regimes masquerading as democracies. Um, yeah. yeah. WA is pretty full on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a, they've got, yeah, the Barnett government's out now and we've got a McGowan government in now, which is the Labor government. I haven't seen that many runs on the board from that Labor government yet, but we'll see. But yeah, so this giant road was going to be um, built through my primary school and the primary school community like banded together and uh, ran all these protests and campaigns to stop this road being built through our school. And we won. And I was probably like seven, so I don't think I contributed that much. But I do remember... um, yeah, I do remember it being a really sort of like wonderful and empowering experience. Painting signs, standing at rallies, that kind of thing? Yeah, marching around and yeah. That, so All right, so early on getting an idea of, 
All right. If we all stand here, mm. was it, it were there bulldozers involved by that point? No, it all wasn't right. like chaining ourselves to trees and stuff. But right. That, would, yeah, that would come later. Yeah, as a seven-year-old, I'd be, I'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So then as you started moving, as you started getting older, you, 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 you're looking at the world through a lens of, you know, where is the, the justice? When did that sort of show up? Um, I mean, I certainly think that was always there. And, I suppose, yeah, like when you learn more about the world, um, injustice has become more... Uh, visible, I suppose. So uh, when I first left high school, um, like I was at uni, but I also uh, went straight into doing volunteer youth work with kids from sort of like back, like kids who had home lives that were, you know, uh, under pressure, I suppose. Um, so a whole range of different kids with a whole range of different backgrounds. Um, so yeah, I did, so I was doing volunteer youth work with those kids for probably about four or five years in the end. Yeah, I don't know. I always felt like yeah. when I feel like when there's injustice around, then it is incumbent on um, those who have the ability to help to help and to do something. But so many people just don't give a shit. <laughs> well, my job as a campaigner is to try to show them that they do give a shit. Like I, I really believe in the like overwhelming capacity of people to have empathy and to be compassionate. I think people do give a shit. It's just that they need sometimes to kind of like have their hand held a little bit <laughs> to, and, that, and that's, that's my work as a campaigner is to sort of, sort of humanise the communities that have been dehumanised or um, like cut through political spin to help people understand how um, certain decisions actually affect their life. Yeah. Right. You, uh, Sally Rugg, have, you have spoken about, and in my uh, research, mm -hmm. noticeably, you've spoken about a, uh, a transformative part of your youth mm. of picking up uh, Jermaine Greer's book. Oh, yeah. Female Eunuch. Mm. Now, for people who don't know about that book, how did that book first come into your hands I don't know because it was a second-hand copy. I think I had heard of it and seen it in a bookshop. Um, yeah, I don't know how it – like I don't think my mum gave it to me or anything like that. I think I bought it. But, um, yeah, I read it when I was quite young. Um, what's, what's quite young? I think I was maybe 14. That's most definitely old enough to know what's going on and have a clue of noticing <laughs> like, actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, a piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I remember as I was reading this book, I remember feeling like I was like teetering on the edge of a cliff or something, and I knew that like once I had fallen off this cliff, terrible visual metaphor, but um, or if I was you know about to dive into this thing, then I then I would be changed forever. Like, um, and I suppose like the sort of philosophy of that. Uh, time talks a lot about like consciousness awakening and even that book talks about like you have your consciousness awakened um yeah and so that text really was like a uh as you say like a transformative thing to read at that age yeah there's this there's this line in it and, and like it's not that I believe every letter of what Jermaine Greer has written in that book it was more like that it was a, a text to sort of like start my own yeah. critical thinking and, from and it's it. important to say that you and her and me and her diverge uh, fairly significantly mm. on a few of the things that she said lately, and that's, 
you know, that's okay. But that book particularly is was, as you mentioned, uh, it pushed a button and exploded a bomb mm. of fucking no in a lot of people in our community, in our society. And it's very important. Mm. There's this line in the book that says... Um women have no idea how much men hate them. And I remember reading that at the time, being like, what? And I don't think, I mean, here's me interpreting the text, but my interpretation isn't that all men hate all women, but um, it's sort of like a comment on broader misogyny, like a broad scale misogyny. Um, but yeah, that, that sentence in particular has always stayed with me and I don't know if I agree with it, but I always kind of come back to it. Activism seems to be what Sally is is called to do, without a doubt. Before working with Change.org, Sally was the creative and campaigns director of GetUp, which is a political activist group here in Australia. Uh, some would say a progressive political activist group here in Australia. And I asked, I, I kind of wondered, you know, how early did she realise that if you speak out, there's going to be people that are upset, mainly angry white men on the internet who are going to probably say bad things about you and probably even threaten you. From the very first time I spoke at a rally. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's... And it used to upset me a lot. Well, certainly at the beginning it was, like, shocking because you hear about this stuff, but it, it seems very... I don't know, like, back in sort of 2014 when I'm getting people sending me stuff on Facebook or over email and I'm thinking, what? Like, how can you be bothered... Like I just spoke at a rally or, you know, did a little video, or, you know, like something that feels so inconsequential. Um, so, yeah, initially it was shocking and now it's kind of something that I hate, obviously. And like during the postal survey, again, the abuse was like just extraordinary. Um, but I think it's I've like have come to learn that if you want to do anything, like if you want to make any change, if you want to push for any kind of progress, um, then you there's kind of it's kind of like Newton's law like there will be a an inverse reaction to it and it's it's not um it's not proportionate it's not equal but yeah it's no matter what we do or we say as largely women um on the internet and in public life like there will be this sort of pushback of nasty messages um and I wish it wasn't the reality but it just is why is it important for you to get up and say these things? Because I have a platform to do that now. Um, so you could just take a job at a bank. I'm just I'm just asking because yeah. I want to get to the point of like what it is that that you get up every day. Not everybody wants to get up every day and go. Okay, today I'm going to go work. Part of me going to go to work is I'm going to write this thing on Facebook or I'm going to write this thing on the internet, or I'm going to say this thing on camera, that it will then go across YouTube, across the feed, across, you know, get picked up by News Limited and, and maybe end up at the 6 o'clock news. Mm. Because, it, you know, of that, I'm going to be subjected to hours and hours and hours of horrible threats of violence to me, to my family, to my community. Then I'm going to go home and cook dinner. <laughs> I tend to get takeaway, to be honest, but... <laughs> um... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's funny when you frame it like that because I actually think I have the best job in the whole world and I'm incredibly privileged to do what I do. Um, so it, 
I, I, yeah, I, I meet so many people who work so hard and are desperate to make a difference and they do that work and I'm in a position where I um, have it as my job and so I don't feel, yeah, and, and it, like if that means that I get some abuse online, like so be it. Why is it important to you though to to make a stand for things like this? Because I feel like our systems are broken and I feel like our power um, power systems are, are broken essentially and I feel like um, I feel like ordinary people should be able to participate in the decisions that affect their lives outside of election cycles um, and they should be able to use their voice and they should organise in their communities to... To, to to use the power that they have um, to yeah push push back against what I see as a democracy that is more and more sort of like weighted to favor favor the rich favor corporations favor um, institutions uh, like the Catholic Church for instance that are sort of like losing their yeah, just sort of like these traditional institutions of power that I think don't represent uh, the the citizenry uh, as well as they should. Um, and I yeah, and I think that I think that our democracy is better. I think that our society is better, and I think that people will be um, safer, happier, um, and you know treated better if if we have a more egalitarian society. I suppose. We're going to talk with Sally a little more in just a moment, mostly about how we can put pressure on our leaders to make change after I play some ads, because I don't make this show alone. There's Bree, there's Andy, there's Rachel, there's Mike. They, we all make a show together and they get paid. So I like to pay them with cash. And Barter stopped working a while back. And the cash that I used to pay them with comes from the ads that you're about to hear. So thank you for helping me pay these beautiful people. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We are speaking with Sally Rugg, the magnificent Sally Rugg, and fellow Hanson fan, Sally Rugg, more about that in a sec. How do I put this? Sally's an incredible human, and I always love speaking with people that are looking at the world from a different place to me, because if you're a straight, white, able-bodied person, and or a man, it doesn't necessarily feel it, and I know this to be true for myself, it doesn't necessarily feel it, but if you look around... It's hard to accept sometimes. I know that. It was hard for me to accept. But I benefit from privilege. 
I do. The life I have has benefited from a, a privilege of a system that is designed to and policed by and created to enforce itself so that people who are white, straight, able-bodied like me and mostly men maintain that privilege. I don't particularly agree with that, but that's how it is. Now, many people who benefit from privilege are resistant to losing that privilege and are against quotas and inclusivity. That kind of resistance, though, can come from a place of scarcity. Well, I know, and that's what we're told. You know, we're told that we're like in a debt and deficit crisis and, um, you know, we're all going to run out of power and, you know, it's th- th- that's what we're told, that there is... Uh, that there is scarcity, but I think that there, there is actually abundance. I think there's abundance of uh, like compassion and empathy, like potential for generosity. I think there's an abundance of, as you say, like sun and wind and an abundance of, you know, money that could be put into hospitals and yeah, like I, and social security. I feel, yeah, I, I feel like there is an abundance in Australia. And that, it's not so scary to let everyone who is a part of this community has come to this country to make this country great. It's not so scary to let everyone have a little taste of what you've had for so long, mm. Mm. which is kind of really what it, you know, what it comes down to, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, as you mentioned, you know, taking that at the moment, you have to start conceding a little bit of that privilege or not even conceding that privilege, seeing other people share the same privilege. Mm-hmm. It does. It, that's the where it starts to feel oppression, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. seeing. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, you know, there's this person who's, you know, got a West African, you know, look about them, and I see them, you know, walking down the street, and they've got three little kids under three. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yes. <laughs> it'd freak you out if you if you've come from Western Queensland. That'd freak you the fuck out. Mm. You know. Um, or you go. Oh my god! Look at that. They were facing war and now they live in peace. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> we should set up a play date. More friends. Yeah, it really depends on, depends on how you look at it. Um, when it comes to, you know, your job at change.org is, well, it does it, well, it says it, the name's on the box really. Um, <laughs> you're, you're hoping to, to create, create change. Yeah. Is there a point and have you gotten any better at identifying which people are capable of accepting a possibility of a different point of view into their world? And is there a point where you're like, okay, so I'm going to conserve my energy here and just let you go about your day and I'm going to go and talk to this person now because I've tried a couple of methods with you and you're not into it. Mm, It's a really interesting question. I mean, I think that would probably apply more while I was working at GetUp, Mm. which was... Um, had a more sort of like centralised staff team that were running the campaigns, whereas mm. with Change.org, um, like anybody can start a petition on whatever they care about um, on Change.org and it's a completely open platform. Mm. So there's a whole whole host of petitions um, from all different political perspectives um, and the staff, like staff, don't start petitions or anything like that. We don't, we don't favour or start petitions. So, um, yeah, we wouldn't really play that role at mm. Change.org. So, know? okay, then. So, for example, like just for for people who are listening, who are you know, 
might be starting a petition or, or might be trying to, you know, that might be asking about a petition and starting getting some, some pushback from somebody else. What did you learn and what have you learned, for example, at your time at GetUp that might be able to help them to focus their energies on someone who can have their mind changed versus, nah, that person really, really, really does not ever want to accept that anything could be ever different? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose my advice to that person is to come about it the other way. So, like, you, you would think about who the who the decision maker is. So, like, if you care about... What's an example? What's in Parliament today? OK, in Parliament today, um, the Greens are bringing in a piece of legislation to uh, take the GST off uh, sanitary products, tampons and stuff like that. This is just an example. It's front of my mind. So perhaps there's a campaign uh, saying, yeah, we want to take the GST off. So the decision maker on that campaign would probably be the treasurer, so the treasurer of the government. So if you're going to start a petition saying, okay, well, the target of the campaign, he, this person is the decision maker, Scott Morrison, uh, and then backwards from there, you say, okay, well, who who and what influences Scott Morrison? Um, and you might be able to say, okay, well, it's maybe it's people who live in his electorate or maybe he, you know, represents these other interests. Maybe we could go through like a business side. Maybe there's a corporate campaign in there somewhere. So you, you kind of go through it backwards and then you say, okay, well, just just to keep the example simple. So you say, okay, Scott Morrison, so his electorate is North Sydney, I believe. No, wait, it's not. That was Joe Hockey. It doesn't matter. Um, so, like, let, let's um, get the people of his electorate to care, like, to exert their pressure on Scott Morrison about the tampon tax. How are we going to do that? So then you'd kind of think about, okay, well, we're going to speak to... These are the people who we want to persuade. And then you might say, okay, well, we, we don't want to speak to the whole electorate, so maybe let's just talk to women. Okay, cool, and, like, maybe let's just talk to women aged... 30 to 40 because they are easy to reach, for instance. And like, okay, well, how are we going to reach them? Well, why don't we reach them on Facebook? Okay, well, what are we going to get? You know, like, so you kind of mm. go backwards from who your decision maker is. That does sound like a pretty brilliant way to do it. Thank you very much, Sally Rugg. Thank you. You can scroll all the way back through this podcast feed and listen to the full-length conversation with Sally, which I highly recommend because it also includes her and I singing Hanson songs to each other. Yeah, yeah. We turned out to both really enjoy Hanson. You can follow Sally online at Sally underscore rug underscore. And her book is called How Powerful We Are. It's out right now. I'll be back here on Friday. Until then, you might want to check out Dad Pod, which is going to come out tomorrow. Just look for Dad Pod, the one with me and Charlie. That's us. There's more than one Dad Pod. Hey, it's a good idea to do a dadding podcast. Why don't we call it Dad Pod? Great idea. Said about 50 of us. Anyway. It's too late now to change it. So there it is. And I'll catch you on Friday and I'll catch you on Monday and I'll catch you on Thursday. I just, I'll be here. All right. Love you. Thanks for listening. Sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 